0: Live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center.
1: I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. Just win, baby!
0: It's unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And here's your boy Q. Q.
2: Live right now from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Had an action-packed first hour, and we're going to keep that party rolling. Coming up at 3.20, we're going to be talking to Spring Valley Head football coach Marcus Teal. He is the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. We do that each and every Tuesday here on Unnecessary Roughness, but right now... Pleased to have on the phone lines my home girl. I like to call her my home girl. It's Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Does a fantastic job there. You can find her on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, we appreciate your time as always. And the Raiders a three and 0 It was a fantastic roller coaster type atmosphere and action from the team, but three and 0 no no matter how you look at it, they're still three and 0 What were your thoughts coming out of that game on Sunday afternoon slash evening?
0: Silly us to think we would be able to see the sun on a Sunday, huh? <laughs> right? To get out of there before, before uh, the, the sun went away. Yeah, the Raiders uh, giving the fans some free football. I, I love that quote from Hunter Renfro where he's like, man, fans here might think we play like five quarters in football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another overtime uh, thriller. The fans getting their money's worth there. And I don't know if you're talking about this, right? I was actually a little shocked at just how much teal. I saw on Sunday that was a little a little strange to see I thought like just a a side note there what do you think about that
2: yeah no you're right there was a lot of Dolphin fans we talked about it a little bit they were loud when they needed to be loud now of course they weren't as loud as Raider Nation but yeah there was plenty even coach Gruden mentioned it after the game he said there was too much doggone Dolphin fans in the in the building but yeah they were there for sure
0: Yeah, they were, but I think, yeah, like you say, when it matters, the Raider fans, and it's just so crazy still two games in, and to think we went a whole season without anybody there, just how much of a difference that atmosphere plays when the defense needs a big stop, you know, when the offense is going for it, and they score, and they can celebrate and have somebody to celebrate with them, and the fans, when Alec Ingold can jump, try to jump right (laughs) into the black hole there, like... (laughs) That, that's a little high up for them. You know, he tried to get up there. That guy, they, I think it was like Gorilla Rilla was helping him up. Right. Like yes. he tried it. So good for him. But yeah, no, definitely a crazy atmosphere. And yeah, three, and zero. I, uh, three, and zero for the first time since I was eight years old, Q, I don't know. I don't know where you were in 2002, but I was eight years old. So I was in like second grade when that happened.
2: There you go. Well, I wasn't in second grade. I was, uh, <laughs> I was dibbling and dabbling, trying to dibble and dabble, if you know what I mean. But. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's been a long time you know and, and so what have you learned about this team because you were here like you mentioned you were, you saw that all last year with no fans you saw some of the letdowns at the end of games like miami like the chargers like kansas city that sunday night football game and now you're seeing the raiders they're finishing even though it's taking overtime. it's it's not the way that they want to do it but they're getting it done what have you learned from this team as opposed to what you saw from the team a year ago
0: yeah I think it's the fact that they like don't let right being down two scores get the better of them like they know that there's a lot of football left to be played, and the fact again like they have the fans cheering them on behind them, I think that has to play a big part into it i, I think towards the end of last season, and you know I, I I personally never confirmed i don't know what happened, but I think it was after the Miami game where there were some rumblings in the locker room where Players were not, you know, on the same page with each other. And I think that especially can't happen early in the season. But I feel like you're not going to see this from this team. Like, they have each other's back. They're not going to let each other get down on one another. They know that the offense will step up when they need to. The offense has faith now in a defense that has completely Mm -hmm. turned things around that can help them. And and I won't bring up that 4th and 20, but 4th and 20, like, come on, we still can't ignore that, right? Right. Um, But, yes, the defense that is making – Stops when they need to make stops. And and I think, again, they just have each other's back. They have the mentality that we can't just say it'll get better next year. You're three weeks in. You're 3-0 now. Take advantage of it. Learn from the mistakes, right? Andre James, Derek, Derek Carr, work out those kinks. They're going to get there, and the faster they get there, the better the mentality will be going down the stretch. When we know when they hit – Right, the, the middle point of the season where things can get a little wonky for this team, maybe they'll have enough energy and enough heart and, and in the locker room, all these veteran presence now to get them over that hump.
2: Yeah, no no doubt we're talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, and what have you thought about the way that the Raiders have been able to get it done? I mean, it's really been on the shoulder and the arm of Derek Carr. The run game hasn't been very uh, consistent. You know, obviously they were able to get things going, Peyton Barber, on Sunday, but the first two games against really run-stingy teams, so they weren't able to get things going, plus Josh Jacobs has been out. So uh, how impressive have you been that Derek Carr has been able to navigate this basically whenever he wants wants to
0: right well how about i just need more more brian edwards i think greater nation everybody could use some more brian edwards like if there's one guy that you know that i that i was had my eye on in training camp at the beginning of the season it was brian edwards because we didn't get to see him his rookie year and now you see him you see his stature and just kind of his cool calm and collected ways but you know that there's something there Mm -hmm. and we got a peek of it On Sunday, yoinking dudes off of him, like breaking tackles. He only went three receptions for 89 yards. Like I feel like he could have had more if it was there, if it was available. But that's somebody, I feel, that could come in and help take the ball downfield and be another weapon for Derek Carr and to just find rugs and to spread the ball, you know, a little bit with him rugs. Edwards, Renfro even, you know, pulling up some big plays. Like, I think, yeah, it doesn't have to be all on... Uh, Derek Carr you know thinking about who we have to go to he'll just know that these guys are there when I need them I know he had mentioned him and Foster Moreau had a little bit of a mishap um, on that pick six but to come back and to be able to get back in the mindset I think you know it is easy for these guys to say man like that that was really terrible like to get again get down on themselves but to be able to come back and to win a game like this in the fashion that they did I think says a lot about again the resiliency of this team this year.
2: You you know, let me expand on that because uh, I'm glad you brought up Brian Edwards. I think that him and Henry Ruggs, they're really showing what they're capable of doing. And Mm -hmm. it's just a small sample size right now. But something Derek Carr said a lot throughout training camp and even uh, he's talked to us a couple times after games saying he trusts those guys. Are you seeing that trust by the way he's delivering some of these 50-50 balls and those guys are rewarding him?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there was maybe, like, one or two that Henry Rugg didn't connect on on Sunday. There was mm-hmm. one, like, right in the end, like, heading up towards the end zone there, going to the, right. the north side. Yeah, the where he didn't connect on. But, yeah, for the most part, I mean, these young guys are showing to Derek Carr that they put in the work and that he can trust them. And Derek Carr, you know, a big criticism of his has been, like, he he's not willing to take those risks, but now he can because these guys are going to be there for him and make both of them look good at the end of the day.
2: Right. We just got a text on our Sam and Ash text line it says, love Cassie. We need her to come over to the dark side like Damon. needs Saints <laughs> fans in Vegas. You can do it, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Drew's gone. My boy Drew is gone. And We'll see what, we'll what Jameis Winston's got down the stretch here. But, you know, you know, we'll, uh, I could be in the market. We'll see what happens.
2: Look, I'm just saying I know someone's pops would be pretty proud if, uh, if, if their daughter came to the dark side. I'm just going to say. I'm just going to throw it out there. I know someone's my, pops.
0: <laughs> my dad would love me to come back, for sure. He, <laughs> he would love it. I mean, he's having a blast either way, you look at it. So as long as I'm talking about the team, he's, he's right. very proud of me.
2: Absolutely. Now, we're, we're proud of you as well. We always appreciate having you on the show. And uh, a little birdie told me that you're going to be making the trip to L.A. and uh, seeing this game on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. How big of a game is this uh, for the Raiders, in your opinion?
0: This is going to be huge. Um, so, obviously, a big following of mine is Raiders fans on Twitter. And, like, the amount of people that I've seen, like, I got my tickets, I'm going to be tailgating here. I'm gonna be this, like, this is going to be a home game, I right. think, for the Raiders, right? Yep. Like, Yep. That's not talking talking out of hand here. It's no, actually, no, you're it's right. Home yeah, so I think it'll be huge. Um, again, three and O. Like, will they keep that streak going? Will they keep it? Be able to take it on the road? Obviously, Justin Herbert and the and the Chargers a huge win over the Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Raiders know how hard it is to get a win like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, bringing that back home now, the Chargers aren't going to want to just forget about that. You know, they're going to want to be able to keep up their momentum as well. But, yeah, the, the Raiders, I think, are rocking and rolling. And, again, if the defense keeps up their side of their side of things, if the offensive line, again, can come together. These guys are young. You know, Col- I, Colton Miller is, is the leader of this. Now we know Richie Incognito isn't coming back. So I think that if they can work it all out, again, Derek Carr obviously will have to connect a lot uh, a lot better with Andre James. I think if they can figure that out, they're going to be all right um, come Monday.
2: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It'll be really good. I mean, this is first four opponents for the Raiders are all AFC teams. Obviously, yep. the Chargers are from the AFC West. I just got a couple more questions for you real quick, Cassie. Uh, I, I know that when Lucille came to town, you guys <laughs> went out for donuts. I realized we that. You went, to, you went to your donut spot. Well, she's famous for making rum cake. Are you going to dibble and dabble in the rum cake?
0: So she texted me and said, when are you getting there? Because you need to try some of this famous rum cake. I'm going to save you a piece before everybody gets to it. So, if you haven't seen me eat this cake yet, don't take a piece because I need some. <laughs> so, yes, I would love to try this rum cake. Anywhere there's desserts, you know I'm there.
2: I do. Hey, you know what? She is not lying, Raider Nation. I see her at the dessert little <laughs> buffet inside Allegiant <laughs> Stadium. I always know if I can't see Cassie on Radio Row or the Little Press Row, I know exactly where to find you.
0: She's. A, I mean, the, the, you know, they make the candy and the donuts just so easily accessible. Like, yep. every time I walk by, they're there I, it would be a disservice if I didn't grab something every time I walk by you.
2: No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and before I let you go, one more question tonight: the Aces get their their playoff run started against the the Mercury. Brittany Griner in ta- uh, is in town with Phoenix. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Aces as they get things started tonight? You think they can go on a nice deep run?
0: I think so. I think so. Having Liz Cambage back, obviously her taking the year off last year, coming back now from COVID, I think is going to be huge. Um, they've got a great team there, those ladies. And I think Raiders fans have seen them at the games, right? Asia, Asia Wilson, uh, Jackie Young has been in there in the stands, Kelsey Plum. I heard your interview with Kelsey Plum the other day, Q. She <laughs> just seems so fired up. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they have what it takes. They have been, right, chomping at the bit to win a championship, to bring it home to Las Vegas. I think I this think might be the year. This might be the year. They first championship title here for Las Vegas. Let's go ahead and say it now.
2: Yeah, I mean, that would be a lot of fun to see the ladies go and get that victory and, and, and like yeah. I said, go in and make a nice deep run and, and potentially bring home a championship. Of course, they get their playoff run started tonight. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. You can hear it on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. I'll be in attendance. Are you going over to the game tonight?
0: No, I, I got to work on it. The Raiders take up all my time, man. i am working <laughs> on my blitz show. Okay. 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 It for the fans out there, so, yeah, I got Vegas you. Winston Blitz is coming at you.
2: <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, before I let you go, for real, for real this time, Demond is back in the home studios, and he wanted to ask you a question or two.
3: All right. all right, you were talking about like you know all the sweets that you like, but yesterday you were so hyped up about a marshmallow beer. Should I go out of my way to
0: try this beer? Thousand percent. One thousand percent. It is a, yeah, it's a toasted, mar- it's called a Campfire Stout at Tanaya Creek Brewery. It's actually right next to the RJ offices, which could be a little bit of an issue sometimes, but I highly recommend it.
2: Marshmallow beer, huh? Yeah, it was Marshmallow a, I just had to beer. ask.
0: Yep, Campfire Stout. It's delicious.
2: Okay, I'm not much of a camper, first of all, you know, because <laughs> in scary movies, the black dude always dies first, so I don't really roll that way.
0: <laughs> well, how about out of the hipster brewery I think you'll be okay
2: (laughs) I think I can hold that down I think I can hold that down I could just act like uh you know I can act like the tough dude in the room (laughs)
0: there you go there
2: you go nice good stuff well what do you have coming out on the RJ what do you have coming out on the blitz show I know you're so busy with the Raider stuff what what, what should Raider uh, Nation be looking out for
0: yeah we're always posting new content at vegasnation.com and I always pump of course I gotta I've gotta plug the bosses but can I do a shameless plug real quick please do Uh, this the boyfriend has been working on a video game about our dog, Archie, who went viral, wow. and it is out officially. He game-developed it from start to finish, so I'm super proud of him. It's called Corgi Dash, okay. and it's free on the App Store and Google Play. It's hilarious. It's super fun. you got to go download it.
2: So, wait, hold on. i got to get into the details of this. So, can yeah. I download this on my, on my iPhone? Yeah. Or is-
0: on your iPhone right now, go to the Apple Store, the App Store, and type in Corgi Dash.
2: How you do you spell a little, that? A
0: little Corgi C O
2: R. She's like, like it spells. <laughs> okay. Corgi. Gotcha. Corgi
0: and then Dash.
2: Oh, okay. B-A-S-F-G. I think I see it. Is it called my dog pet dog game?
0: Is that no, it? it should be below it. No, Corgi Dash. It's like a little orange and black dog with like a sunset behind him.
2: Oh, uh, I see Corgi fly.
3: I see it. I see it right now. I'm downloading it now.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Okay, great corgi dash corgi i don't down. know why i can't i'm the only swinging d that, oh there it is i see it all right i got it? it there you go corgi right. dash i'm not even a video game guy but i got you
0: you got me raider nation if you want to play a fun game download it click an ad or two for your girl every once in a while will ya? There you, know, you go. I'm to retire young, my guy.
2: <laughs> I heard that. Hey, we'll we'll do it for you, Cassie, because you uh, you pr- provide <laughs> us great content each and every week. We appreciate you joining the show. So, Raider Nation Corgi Dash, C O R G I D A S H. Make sure you go download it now. Check it out and uh, Cassie, we definitely appreciate you each and every week.
0: Y'all are the best. Thank you so much.
2: No doubt about it. There she goes. Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Damon, I'm not a big video game guy. But I'll check it out because the the wife kid Even if kid, you don't play it just maybe give go
3: ahead and give it like the five star in the app store.
2: No, I'm going to but check this out. I think this I I think this is going to solve my problem. I just lost. Game over. I already the dog is swimming in the ocean right now. I just I think I just drowned the dog on accident. I scored I did I scored 122 points though when in the in the meantime This is going to be kind of fun. I'm going to retry it during the commercial break. But uh, I think I could take this home now and sell this to the wife and kid and say, look, I know that I'm against pets. I am. We have no pets. I don't allow pets outside of a turtle. And my turtle ran away. It's another sore story. Uh, I'll bring that up at some point. But my turtle ran away, so there's no pets in the house. But this could be the alternative, right?
3: It could be, but I want to hear
2: more about this pet turtle that ran away. Hey, look! Why you want to bring up old stuff, man? Why you want to try to kick me while I'm down? I didn't know. I
3: didn't. Well, I mean, I guess any pet running away, but I mean, how did a turtle run away? It's a turtle.
2: So, like, a turtle can't run away. A, a turtle. They. They have. Hey, look. Turtles are slick, man. Don't. Don't let the. Hard. No. Don't let the. Don't let the slow movement fool you, man. They, this my turtle, little homie. That was his name. He Shawshank Redemption me. He set me up for uh for failure. So I'm just saying he was he's smart man. Don't uh, I'm just not because to point
3: any fingers, but uh, maybe you were a bad turtle owner. Was no, I wasn't. No, I, I wasn't. I I no, I then. treated. Hey dog. Hey dog. I, hey people, OG. People were
2: saying. People were saying. Hey man, let me tell you this. I treated, and you could ask anyone in my house. I treated my turtle, little homie, better than I treated the people in my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So little homie, he had the lay of the land, but little homie had to get out. You know when a when a young man starts to get older, a young man's got to get out there, and he's got to explore the world he's got to soil his uh, his oats you know what I mean he's got to get out there and do what he do and that's what he did he was making his escape it's just what they do man they always leave the crib now the thing about it is most kids they return at some point and you don't want them to return so now I done moved I left Texas and I'm here in Vegas now so if little homies back at the crib looking for me I'm gone now he's gonna have to he gonna have to do one of them DNA searches and try to locate me just saying just saying poor little here. homie. Yeah. Yeah, little homie, man. That's a that's a that's <laughs> I'll bring up that story at some point. I'll bring up little homie and tell you what happened. It was definitely not my fault, and my feelings were hurt. And I'm still kind of hurt that you even brought it up. 321 is the time when we come back. Spring Valley High School head football coach Marcus Teal, he'll join the show. He's a Tom Flores High School football coach of the week for week 6. We'll talk about the game, we'll talk about the award, and we'll just talk about high school football because that's what we do. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you,
2: you know what, today.
4: Here's your boy Q.
2: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q here, always Please, this time of week, I always get to talk about high school football, and I love high school football, and we have the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week Award handed out each and every week, and this week it's going to Spring Valley Head Football Coach Marcus Teal. He's on the phone lines right now, and Coach, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on not only winning the award, the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week, but more importantly, your team defeating Mojave High 14-0. They
1: were previously undefeated. That's a big. That's a big win for your team, Coach. Oh, most definitely. First off, thanks, Q. I appreciate the uh, the ups, and uh, we uh, we couldn't be more happy and pleased to win this award. Especially, you know, with uh, Coach Flores uh, getting the getting his Hall of Fame ring and jacket this past weekend, um, it was awesome. And uh, so we just went out and we had a great game Friday night, and we just put a good defensive show on. Uh, we were really pleased with our defense. It's been been uh been there for us all year so we were really pleased that we got a chance to take out uh take out one of the undefeated here in town
2: yeah and that's a big deal and you started league play with that victory how, how big of momentum is that for you going into the second phase of the season
1: uh it's, it's, it's very huge you know we had a couple games early on that we lost to uh to covid uh protocols um, we had a tough outing our first game our first non-conference game at desert oasis uh so you know, starting league play where the games really count and where uh, playoff positioning is going to be everything. You know, you really want to come out the gate, uh, you know, balling. And we had an opportunity to do that Friday night. Uh, We played at the earlier start time. So we had a few things that were going against us, but our kids just really did a great job of uh, getting prepared this week. And I can't say enough for my staff. You know, I know my name goes on this award, uh, but my staff has been everything for me this year. And uh, I can't say enough about the eight guys that I have working uh, with me alongside me every day.
2: Absolutely. It's definitely a team effort on and off the field. (laughs) I mean, that's
1: for sure. Yes.
2: (laughs) No no doubt about that and and the theme of the game for me i mean it had to be turnovers you know your your defense created seven turnovers was it kind of a snowball effect was it just hey one turnover led to another what what how did how did that happen
1: oh wow it was uh, you know it was basically something that we started uh, back in the summer we really wanted to uh, up our turnover game and get uh, get our takeaways up and so we were We've really worked hard at it all summer, and then coming into this uh, this fall, we put an emphasis on it during practice time, and they just really paid off with our guys being aggressive, getting after ball carriers, uh, getting after the quarterback, and and trying to pressure him to make a mistake and maybe throw a ball our way, a ball or two. Uh, and it was just you know, and, and it was it's like you said, it just snowballed once we once we got the the first interception, uh, we then got another. Uh, we ended the game with three exceptions and four four fumble recoveries and man uh, the one the one fumble recovery for the for the touchdown by our big dog Kelsey Howard was just uh, it was just kind of icing on the cake
2: yeah no it it seems like that and now coach I mean that's on film that's something that every team that you play against now the rest of the way
1: (laughs) they got to pay attention to Uh, definitely and that's and that's what you want you know you want you want teams when they watch you and they scout against you because every team does and and everybody's going to give you their best every week and we want them to to have to focus on a lot of things when when the Grizzlies come to town and so uh you know getting takeaways you know causing havoc causing pressure making teams make mistakes that's what we want them to have to focus on and maybe you know making mistakes because they have to plan for that um is going to help us too so we like it yeah I would too
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would too. We're talking right now with Spring Valley head football coach Marcus Steele here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. And coach, what have you learned about your team? I mean, missing 2020 due to COVID, uh, you already missed a couple games due to COVID. But just what have you learned about your team—the way that they deal with adversity and and just keep on chugging along?
1: Well, that was uh, one of the things that was really concerned about coming out of uh, coming out of the pandemic. Uh, once we got to to put the pads on during spring practices was how our guys were going to react to being back out on the field. And we got a slow start in the spring and then, you know, through the summer, uh, we, we attended a few seven on seven tournaments and we, we just really couldn't find a footing. And so we just kind of try to put an onus on turning our team culture around. And I think one of the big things um, that has worked for us this year is that each one of our guys, they really enjoy being around each other and they They've really uh, captured the essence of team, Uh, you know, being friends, doing things outside of football, Um, you know, really taking young guys, the older guys, taking the young guys under their wing and just being a family. Uh, It's one of our one of our mottos. And, you know, we we really believed in that. And our guys have bought in and they are they're just, you know, out there for each other and each week they play for each other and if one guy goes down everybody else picks up the slack and you know that next man mentality up it really lives in our in our locker room and so i i was very pleased with how our guys came out of the pandemic and really uh, really looking to play, excited to play football again with each other.
2: You know, Coach, I'm glad you brought that family aspect up because we, I mean, we talk obviously about the Raiders all the time here and they're 3-0 and yeah. right now, but one of the things as I'm at practice, as I'm at the facility, all the players say, hey, we all love each other, we all play for each other, and sometimes you think that all oh, these guys are pros, they pay for a, a, pay, a paycheck, that's all that matters and and it's just kind of like they're just talking to be talking, but that's a real thing, that family aspect and loving each other. I mean, how much easier is it to coach players when they're all there to play for each other, not just for themselves, but just there as a, as a family aspect, like you mentioned?
1: Wow, it's, it's huge, Q, and I, I've uh, I've really put a lot of onus on it, you know, just from, you know, being a lifelong Raiders fan and, and following the Raiders and seeing what Coach Gruden is doing uh, and building that mentality around, you know, back at my high school in Monterey, California, uh, we had that mentality. It was just all about family. It was always everyone playing for each other, you know, we, you know, you go into hostile territory sometimes when you go on the road and there's no one that's going to come in the locker room and help you except for those guys that you're playing with. And each and every week we try to get them to, or get our guys to understand that. And they've really bought into it. And it just, it just helps, you know, a huge momentum boost, especially when you're on the road Uh, and you've only got those 40 guys, 44 guys, And eight coaches, nine coaches in your locker room who are going to be there for you um, to help you and counting on them and believing that everybody can do their job and good things are going to happen. And we've really we've really embodied that. And our kids have bought into it.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with uh, head football coach Marcus Teal from Spring Valley Head or uh, Spring Valley High School here on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. The recipient of the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week award for week six, and and as you mentioned, a lifelong Raider fan. You know that Tom Flores went into the Hall of Fame. He was honored on Sunday at the game. Uh, what does it mean for you to have your name? I know this is more than just a you thing, but uh, how big is it to have your name on this award?
1: Wow, I you know I <laughs> when I got the when I got the email and the and the text earlier that uh, that we had that our program had that won this prestigious award, I was uh, I just had to take a minute and just think about all the all the things that it means to be the coach of the week, a Tom Flores coach of the week. Uh, a lot of things that Coach Flores you know did and he stood for, um, and you know at a different level of course, but all those things that he embodied, I tried to do a little bit of that. Um, you know, with my programs over the years. And, you know, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't take, you know, credit for a lot of the things that we do. You know, I've got guys behind the scenes, guys that work with me right. that have really brought me on. But I just try to take a little bit from of all these coaches that I've that I've been around, you know, my high school coach and um, my, the coach that got me involved in high school athletics here in, in Las Vegas when I got here. Uh, and my one of my assistants, you know, that I have now, you know, he's been a head coach before in town and he's, you know, he runs our offense and I'm just, he's younger than me. You know, I'm the old head of of the group, (laughs) but uh, I I'm learning things from him. And, and I just learned things from, from this fraternity of coaches, these high school coaches here in Southern Nevada. I, you know, I I really do respect each and every one of them. Um, I know that any one of them could definitely win this award, but you know, it, it's just one of those things that I'm, that I really take, Uh, and really feel humble about because, you know, not every day can you, you know, have your name associated with Coach Tom Flores uh, with the Raiders and and, in this valley, you know, uh, the, all the coaches that put in the hard work and and go on the grind with you just like just like uh just like you do every every year so it's it's definitely a blessing and a pleasure to uh be associated with it
2: uh, absolutely and and as you were talking about you know your high school football coach and and coaches that are around you i always tell everyone that that high school football coaches are way more than just x's and o's winners you know wins and losses they, they're way more valuable than that fathers sometimes mentors sometimes just friends sometimes times how how important is that for you on you know on and off the field to be to be the very best you can be at at that high school football coach that like I said carries a lot more weight than just on the field
1: oh yeah and it's one of the things that I that I really like to pride myself on is is being that father figure more so than you know the head coach you know I, I don't I don't throw those that title around very much. Um, you know, I'm a coach, and that's what I do. And I'm here for all my guys, uh, all my guys on the football team, all the guys that are on the soccer team, the wrestling team, the women's uh, basketball team, the the boys basketball team. I mean, uh, I'm just a coach. And right. you know, when I see young athletes, um, you know, on campus, you know, it's always it's always hey, coach, hi, coach, how you doing, coach. And you just kind of get to know each and every one of them. And, and it just becomes, you know, a pleasure to, to be around the young people all the time. And, and I, and I like to, you know, I like to end everything that we do at practice at school, whatever it is that we're doing as a team. Um, I like to let my guys know. I, I tell them, it's the saying that I, that I started this year. I tell them to remember if no one's told you that they love you today, I do. And, I always will. And that just it just goes a long way. And in, in helping those guys understand that, you know, there is somebody out there that loves me and somebody out there that's looking out for my best interests. And, and that makes me feel good to know that I'm I'm just a small part of that uh, for each one of those athletes that, uh, that I get a chance to coach.
2: No, no doubt about it, and that's that's the honest to God truth right there. And each and every week I talk to a, a high school coach. It's it's you know it's, it's the same thing because if the responsibility is so much bigger than just like I said X's and O's and trying to get wins and losses. I mean you're you're helping raise young adults, you know. So exactly. uh, you know we we got to give you a lot of credit for that. And like I said, I I really respect high school football coaches because I know how important they are to the community. So we definitely appreciate you for that. And, and coach, before I let you go, uh, you got a big one coming up this week. You know, you got Sierra <laughs> Vista, another road game. Uh, what kind of challenges yeah. are the Mountain Lions going to present for you?
1: Oh, it, it's uh, it's rivalry week, you and uh, <laughs> I mean, I know you know what that means, and uh, yes. the real SV, the real SV trophy is on the line, and we currently have it. Uh, we don't have plans on giving it back, but we got a tough test in, uh, with the Mountain Lions, and they they pose a problem for us uh, just because they're very active on defense, and they do a lot of things that uh, that are going to. Uh, you know, test the the grizzlies and, and what they do well and that's, you know, keep keep a balanced attack. And so we're looking forward to a hard-fought game. You know, the, the Grizzlies and the Mountain Lions. When that when they get together, it's always it's always a good time. So we're we're looking forward to to Friday night and uh, and keeping that trophy.
2: Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it as well, Coach. Rivalry games are always fun. Uh, high school football <laughs> it gets no better, and this is going to be a fantastic one. It's league play. I mean, everything's on the line. It's important. Yes. So yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So uh, good, good luck to you, your team, Coach, on Friday. Congratulations again on being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. Congratulations on the win that helped you get that award. And, uh, and, and good luck to your team the rest of the way. We definitely appreciate you.
1: Uh, thank you, Q. I appreciate you all, and, and thank you so much for the time.
2: There he goes right there as Spring Valley head football coach Marcus Teal with us, Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week. Week six, already in week six of the high school football season. I'm telling you, one of my favorite interviews each and every week is getting to talk to coaches. I love it. These high school football coaches are amazing, and they do so much for our community. So I definitely appreciate Coach Teal. Congratulations to his team, the Grizzlies, on their big win last week. And Got another tough one coming up this week, a rivalry game. It gets, it gets no better than this. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So
1: I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today.
4: Here's your boy Q.
2: Hi, from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. 3.44 is the time. Just got a few more minutes left in today's show. Got to give big thanks to my guy. Coach Marcus Teal, Spring Valley Head Football Coach, winner of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. It's been so much fun catching up with these high school football coaches and it's so so appropriate because I wanted to be involved in the high school football community here in Las Vegas and all of a sudden had this opportunity to to be able to talk one-on-one with these coaches each and every week and go out to some games. And I was out at the at the Green Valley in the basic high school game on uh, Friday. That was the Raiders' showcase game of the week. Their showcase game of the week this week is uh, actually in Utah. Former Raider tight end Doug Jolly is going to be in attendance. Told DeMond you need to leave a little early to get to that one. You going to be on that one, DeMond?
3: I mean, if you would allow me, I would, man. I mean, <laughs> also, you know, I'm not trying to drive up to Utah, so, I mean, I need a flight
2: you know, if you can make Oh, that. now you're getting all, wait a minute, now y'all getting all next level on us. Now you need a flight? Now we got to really take care of it. Now, Now DeMond is really the boss now, I see.
3: You know, yeah, I would need to be taken care of. You know, maybe a per diem as well.
2: Well, why don't I just get you a companion to go with <laughs> you at the same time?
3: I mean, yeah, that, a nice travel buddy as well. So that means, <laughs> that, 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 that implies
2: that I would be staying the night. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Thank you so much for that, demand. <laughs> we are not arranging any kind of travel buddies, per diems, flights, none of that stuff. If you're going to go, you're just going to get in the car and just ride. But you could do that.
3: Well, I'm you not a time that. traveler, man. Got to finish up the show. That's why, I, that's why I mentioned the flight. Because, you know, I'd have to finish oh, up the how would I get there, you know? I
2: see. You're just trying to make sure that you're able to cover all your bases and get all your jobs that you have to do. Get them all done in a timely fashion.
3: Of course. Of course. Okay. All
2: right. I see. Well, we'll see what we could do. We'll see what we could do. I will say, our, our other guest, Cassie Soto, from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, we uh, we'll talked to her at 3 o'clock. It's a lot of fun catching up with her. She's been getting so much play right now on Twitter. If it's about the rum cake, if it's about her boyfriend's video game, that, by the way, my high score was, hold on, let me look at it right now. I actually played the game during the commercial break. My high score is 593. Very frustrating. It's called Corgi Dash, dash you can download it on your phone right now google play the app store whatever i'm not a video game guy obviously based off my low score but 593 is my high score right I'm now i'm only
3: at 251 i haven't played as much as you I only got like three runs in me but i'm only at 251
2: well i only got about seven runs in me and between i landed on top of the uh, the bird and i fell into the water that was one of my first runs and i fell in, uh, i hit something that kind of looked like a mushroom I don't know, things that you're not supposed to hit, you're either supposed to jump over or duck under, from what I can understand so far, and I'm not very good at jumping and ducking at the same time. It's almost like the old school Flavor Flav dance when he jumped up, jump up, jump up, and, oh no, that was House of Pain, but no, Flavor Flav did it too, he jumped up and then he did some kind of little shimmy, he got down and did a little shimmy.
3: Is it bad that my only reference, when you say Flavor Flav, I just think about the TV show?
2: Yes. I was yeah. you said Flavor I And was, I, hate, I know I hate that too, because that's what it, that's what it boils down to. Uh, you know, I could talk to someone like Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. I could talk to him about Flavor Flav, and, he, you know, he's all about it, about it. But I talked to a new booty, a youngster like you, and it's like, oh, Flavor of Love. Man,
3: you remember that episode of Flavor of Love
2: where, right. you know, when
3: she tried to cook the chicken in the microwave? Hilarious.
2: Like, you know, a lot of kids right now think that <laughs> think that Nelly is a guy that's on a Burger King commercial. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But we're here to learn, you new booties. We're here to learn, you new booties. We got a few more minutes left in today's show. Definitely want to get a couple more calls and a couple more texts in. Want to know what's on your mind. So, Radio Nation, let me hear from you. 702-365-9200. Who ninety two hundred. Who'd you say we have up first? Jamar, is that who's up first? Yep, yep, Jamar. Jamar, you're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man?
5: Hey, how's it going on? Uh, Q, um, I'm the one that actually was uh, texting you, direct messaging you on Twitter on Sunday. We were trying to meet up. Oh, uh, yeah. Really- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We-, we couldn't get to it, but uh, I appreciate you for trying, though.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that, man. I really wanted to catch up with you. Luckily, we have some more games coming up, so we'll be able to do it. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you reaching out to me.
5: No problem, man, definitely. Uh, I I just want to say a few things about the game. Um, I was definitely there. It was definitely loud. Um, I was sitting in between two Dolphins fans, actually. (laughs) So that was crazy. It was a lot of people, Dolphins fans in there, but you got to remember, we're not in Oakland anymore. This is a brand-new stadium people want to come to Las Vegas, people are going to come to Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're just going to have to get used to that. Um, One of my thoughts about the game was a good game overall. Defense held their own. Um, But John Gooden has got to go for the throw. He can't be conservative, man. That's his M.O. We know it. Other teams know it. He's got to go for the kill. You know what I mean? Because that worked back in early football, early 2000s. That worked. You could run the clock out and play defense. But you can't you can't do that now. These offenses are too explosive. You know what I mean, right? So um, that's all I got to say. Um, yeah, thanks.
2: All right, good call, my man. I appreciate you, and like I said, we'll definitely catch up uh, at some point at one of these home games. And you know, it's funny. I, I feel like it's a fine line. You know, I understand the stay stay aggressive, put the foot on the throat. I understand that, but say you make a mistake, and I'm not saying he would. I'm, I'm look. I'm not. Here, Jon Gruden doesn't need me to defend him. So just say that Derek Carr throws a pick when they're trying to be aggressive and 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 try to close things out, and then all of a sudden it sets it sets Miami up, and they find a way to win the game. Then you're then, and I'm not saying you. I'm just saying then then the conversation is, what is he doing? He's up by eight. He's up by nine. Why is he throwing the ball around the yard? You're supposed to run the ball. But then you go back and you run the ball, and it doesn't work. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden. You're you're second-guessing. Coaches always will get second-guessed. You know, I just had Coach Marcus Teal on. I'm sure he'll tell you. It doesn't matter what level of coaching you're at. Coaches will always be second-guessed. It's the easiest thing to do because us that are sitting in the stands or sitting in the press box, we're always right. (laughs) Right? We're always right. No matter what we think, we're always right. And, again, I'm not talking about you, Jamar. I'm just talking about in general. I know I'm right 100% of the time when I'm sitting in the press box. Fourth and one from the 34. Go for it. Didn't get it. Should have punted. Duh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's easy to be right. It's so easy to be right when you're sitting in the stands, when you're sitting in the press box, when you're sitting at home watching on TV. It's easy to be right 100% of the time. It's hard to make that call when you're in the moment. What do you do? I appreciate it he went for it on fourth and one from the 34. I think that that showed that his team, he had a lot of confidence in his team and his defense. Didn't get it. What is he doing? Punt the ball. I don't know how many people hit me up. Why is he? What is he doing? Is he crazy? And then, you know, then you have other people that are, hey, go for it. Fourth down, go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, hey, it's, it's a fine line. And I think, that, I think that coaches in general, I'm not just talking about John Gruden exclusively, I think coaches always have to try to figure out and navigate that fine line of to do or not to do. Be aggressive sounds great until a pick six happens or until a turnover on downs and there's no, you know, you didn't really waste any clock. I think, didn't in Pittsburgh, and I, 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 I'm sorry that I don't remember, in Pittsburgh, didn't, didn't the Raiders throw the ball on a, on one of those downs when they were trying to salt the game away at the end? They threw the ball, and and it, it fell harmlessly to the ground, but it stopped the clock. I want to say that that happened late in the game against Pittsburgh. I know Barber had a couple good runs to pick up some first downs, but I want to say that they ended up having to give the ball back after they tried to throw the ball. So, I mean, it's, again, I understand exactly where you're coming from, 100%. It's just, it's such a hard Fine line, in my opinion. In my opinion, but thank you for that call, my man. um Got a text. Just got Corgi Dash. haha ha. I'm at work though. I'll check it out later. <laughs> That's awesome. Got a text from uh, Big Dub Raider. I was just talking about this to a friend. As a Raider fan since '95, I've never seen so many hats flying to the football. Defense is looking good. Not type, not top five good, but a very good compliment to our offense. Go Raiders. Uh, got a text from Fargo Raider, my homeboy Q. Here's a good little nugget. I came across linebacker Denzel Perryman is one of three linebackers with 10 plus tackles through the first three games. I called it when Morrow got hurt to ask about what is uh, fit with us, and so far it's been working. Just win, baby. Uh, that was a good. That was a good text, Fargo Raider. And yeah, I remember. I remember when uh, when when Nick Nicholas Morrow got injured. I, I remember that text saying what about Denzel Perriman and I think I specifically said yeah he's been banged up quite a bit in his career uh but here we are you know three weeks into the season Denzel perryman has been a dude he's been an absolute stud so I could definitely appreciate what he's brought to the table uh Taman, do we have any more callers to get to real quick or do I have Vinny to get to
3: uh no callers but Vinny's in the building
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Vinny Bonsignore comes up in the huddle. He holds it down from the next couple hours, 4 to 6 p.m. I believe Lincoln Kennedy will be riding shotgun uh, with them the next couple hours. And uh, Vinny, what are your thoughts? What have, uh, what have you seen from the 3-0 Raiders so far? And how are you feeling this week as the team heads to a place that you may have heard of before, L.A.?
4: Yeah, uh, some stadium called SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Um... I like the resiliency. Uh, I like the wherewithal. Uh, I love how they're playing defense. Uh, the, whoever brought it up, I don't know if you could saw that on Twitter uh, or, or, or was a caller, but you know the hats on the ball, man. Yeah. That has just been really impressive. It, it's 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 a team defense. Guys are flying all over the place. I like how Corey Littleton is playing. I don't know what his grades are by Pro Football Focus, but to me, he's having a good, solid bounce back year. We all know Denzel Perryman uh, has been playing lights out. Uh, Casey Hayward has been playing lights out. I just really like where this defense is right now. And you bring up an interesting point, bringing up the name Nicholas Morrow. We don't know where he is right now on the road to recovery. But when he does get back, assuming he does get back, uh, how does he fit into all of this? And even if he's just a backup and um, you know somebody that... You know, comes in and and plays situationally. That's not a bad option to have if they can strengthen that. You know, even the back end of that uh, of that of that uh, linebacker group. So uh, need to see the offensive line play better. I know our our guy Adam Hill uh, wrote about it today. They they started getting together a little bit more uh, on Sunday, especially in that second half. Second half, yeah. Um, But it needs to be better. Andre James needs to be better. Uh, Alex Leatherwood needs to be better, especially in uh, pass pro. Uh, But it was nice to see them kind of get uncorked a little bit in that in that second half.
2: Yeah, no no doubt about it. And Vinny, we had a text earlier talking about some guys that are currently uh, not playing, guys that are IR'd, uh, talking about Keyshawn Nixon, talking about Javen White, talking about Jalen Richard, that some of these guys or all of these guys may start to be eligible to return, so who would be the odd man out? And I just said you gotta dance. You gotta dance with the ones that, that brought you. You know, you gotta you gotta dance with the guys that have got you where you're at. What are your thoughts on those three guys? And are you hearing anything about any of them uh, possibly being able to be close to returning?
4: I think uh, Jalen Richard, from what I'm told, is is going to try to get out there and practice, so that he might be. You know, they're at 52 right now uh, because of the uh, Trey Regis uh, move yesterday. So they've got a spot. They've got an open roster spot. It seems like uh, it's headed in Jalen's uh, direction. Got to see what he looks like when he gets out on the grass this week. But, you know, there's I mean, depending on where guys are physically, even if they are healthy, like a guy like Javin White, um, there might not be room right for him right now uh, right. on the roster. There right. might not be room for Kishon Nixon. The good thing is uh, those guys can sit there and and, you know, it, it's just because you have have missed the three games doesn't mean you have to come back after that. So it, it could be a holding spot for some pretty good players that if they need, they could go out and get as soon as. They need to, um, so it'll be a, it's an interesting uh, issue to, to say the least.
2: No doubt about it. Well, Vinny Bonson, yours coming up in the huddle four to six p.m. I'm out of here. I'm at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for all the feedback on the phone lines and the Sam and Ash text line. Again, Vinnie takes you in the huddle with Lincoln Kennedy. They're going to hold it down. So keep it right where you got it, Raider Nation. This is Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty.